We'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for July 20th, 2008, and we're going to continue in regard to this discussion on the whole alien agenda, disclosure, and these various other things we've been talking about. Reading from this article that we've been talking about, he goes on to say some skeptics have taken the position that the UFO alien phenomenon can be best explained as a form of psychosis or hysteria as conceptualized within Jungian psychology. Others view it as an elaborate governmental hoax designed to further confuse the American populace. Such an insight is coherently expounded upon in the book Space Aliens from the Pentagon by Bill Line, former Air Force intelligence officer. But what better way to manipulate one's perception of reality than by throwing out several different scenarios, thereby making it difficult to ascertain a consistent pattern or trend that would hopefully lead to finding the elusive truth. Now see, that's the thing. The reason that so many people don't talk about this, particularly if they're Christians, is because they're afraid they're going to be labeled with the tinfoil hat-wearing UFO conference-going abductee victim Star Trek loving people that are associated with this movement. Which, nobody wants to be associated with those guys. So let's just not ever talk about it. Let's just ignore it. Because that can't have any merit. The sad thing is, is the people that I just mentioned are the ones that are going to feel most vindicated when this disclosure actually happens. They're going to be the ones with supposed answers that most of the 99% of the supposed Christians are not going to have. Because they've been studying this for years, and they're going to say, hey, this is exactly what's going on. Whereas the average Christian isn't going to have a clue. So if we go further, in adding to the perplexity, cattle mutilations have been theorized to be the nefarious work of space creatures for experimental purposes. Others feel it is results of cultic rituals. Yet another explanation is that it's a smokescreen perpetuated by the government military complex in order to escalate our already induced paranoia. A few so-called experts in the field of UFOlogy are excited about the possibility that someday soon these seemingly benevolent and misunderstood intergalactic beings will openly reveal themselves to Earth, Earth's human populace, and bring about universal bliss. This grand deception is yet another lie conceived by the one referred to as that old serpent in Revelation 12.9. Remember, this is just a big deception. This is just one more big end-time deception that's rarely ever talked about. It's really going to be the biggest end-time deception if you think about what it's going to tie into with the Antichrist and everything else. As history repeats itself, let it be understood that we are living in a time likened as to in the days of Noah. With dark skies prevailing and overwhelming presence of evil around us. And So what are we to do? 1 Corinthians 10.13 says, There hath no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above your able but will with the temptation also make a way to escape. That you may be able to bear it. That's what we're talking about today. If you don't have any education on this thing, and this goes down, and you don't have any explanation, there's going to be a temptation for you to fall away. Like the Bible talks about in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. The falling away. The apostasy of the church. But if you're educated on it, it's going to actually... Do the exact opposite, because it's going to make sense to you, even from a biblical standpoint. Line up with the Word of God. There is no physical place to hide from this onslaught of carnality, except by taking refuge in our spiritual fort fortress, the Lord Jesus Christ, as it talks about in Psalm 91, uh, really the whole Psalm 91. I trust this article provided sufficient information to render an objective conclusion from... Now, this is the writer talking. From my perspective, these extraterrestrials are nothing less than demons in aliens' clothing. Grievously, many have and will succumb to the seductive aroma of the pseudo-enlightenment of the New Age. See Mark 13.33... 
May we abide in Jesus Christ, lest we partake in the abominations held within the mystery of iniquity, which doth already work, according to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 7-12. So, that's the end of that particular article. Now, we're going to go... Now, if you thought that was heavy duty, well, it only gets, I don't know, better, worse, I don't know. I guess it depends on your perception. <laughs> this next article we're going to be talking about is from a New Ager. Okay, now sometimes you know I do this. I'll actually read New Age things to see. Now, we, we've looked at it from a Christian standpoint. Okay, what is this going Now, what are the New Agers who are, who are earnestly awaiting this day and they know it's coming and they can't wait? They're wringing their hands and they're salivating over the fact that they know this is coming. The Ascended Masters, Official Disclosure, The Arrival of the Antichrist... They're, but they're doing it in a totally good sense. The unity of the one world government. Mother Gaia won't be grieved anymore. They know. They know it's coming. So, in this next article, it's entitled, Reasons Why Vatican Astronomers Said That the Belief in Extraterrestrials is Okay. Now, remember, we've already done three-part teaching on this whole Vatican disclosure thing. So, this is, we're going to be hearing one part from this New Age, and then the next part from one of these Ascended Masters that we've talked about, named Ashtar. And his response is that we are getting ready for mass divine intervention. That's what these Ascended Devils, I mean Masters, are saying. Now remember, these Ascended Masters are the same ones that are saying, well, I'm going to come back and I'm going to be the fifth Buddha. And I'm going to come back and I'm going to be Jesus Christ incarnate. That one's Sananda Emmanuel, they call him. He's the, he's the same looking Jesus as the Catholic pictures all portray. Now, can you imagine? I'm just talking about a couple different things today. We've got alien disclosure. We've got arrival of these entities that are going to come and step up to the forefront of their respective religions and say, I am the awaited Messiah. Could you imagine if all this stuff started happening around the same time? And if it was in conjunction with World War III, which most likely it will be? And let's say, let's throw an avian flu pandemic in there. There's a worldwide pandemic. Wars and rumors of wars. And then let's throw in some national uh, uh, natural disasters too, like earthquakes and diverse places, also like the Bible predicts, and tidal waves and things of this nature. Can you imagine if all this stuff started going out at the same time? Martial law? Huh. Because you'd have martial law if World War III happened, most likely. Or if an avian flu pandemic or any kind of pandemic broke out. Or if there was a terrorist attack on United States soil. Do you see how easy it would be for all this stuff to start happening at the same time? And then you have these benevolent alien space brother, whatever you want to call them, with their ascended master leaders coming to the forefront saying, Hey, listen... <clears throat> We've got all this figured out. You just need to follow us. We need to just be in unity. We need to have a one world government. Put down our, our, our walls. Put down aside theological differences. And all come together in unity. Because if we don't, you're all going to die. It's going to happen, most likely, that way. So this is, this is just from June 5th, this New Ager writing. And he goes on to say, it was very interesting. Actually... Though, actually not surprising, when the Vatican astronomer recently stated publicly, quote, believing in aliens is okay, and it does not contradict one's faith in God. Well, believing in devils, and then epithelium, and these types of things, I agree. But if you believe what the aliens are saying, it does contradict your belief in God, because their message is different than the Bible. It's a lie. It's a lie. They did not create us. We're not going to have a nice one world order utopia where everything's going to be good and we're going to get closer to Jesus Christ. The exact opposite is going to play out, in fact. So, but this is what the, the Vatican recently said. This, I say, is interesting, back to this article, because it's both a UFO researcher as well as termed a contactee. So this guy's had a first-hand close encounter or Okay, with, with one of these supposed aliens, these demonic creatures. He's been contacted with very 
and then uh, as as well as one termed as a contactee with very spiritually evolved, benevolent, human-appearing, angelic Elohim. That's who he was contacted by. Elohim. Which are like gods, if we define that word. Benevolent. No, no. He got the term benevolent and malevolent mixed up. They're malevolent. They're evil. They're devils. They're of their father the devil. They're of his seed. But see, he believes he's a contactee, and it's, a, it's been all good for him, at least what he can remember. Because I guarantee you the bad stuff has been erased from his memory banks, or it's buried so deep that it would take hypnotic regression to bring it out, which I don't advise. But yeah, it's been all good for him. Now, when you have these people that come out there and they're, let's say, highly respected in a given field, and then you have other people listening to this, they think, hey, it's all good. They're not really bad guys. Yeah, there may be some factions of the alien races that aren't really for us. But, there's more good than there is bad. This is the lie. Then he says, I have a very unique perspective regarding this whole reality. Well, I bet you do. He says, I am very aware of the numerous events connected with UFOs and ETs and that I also have reason to believe that the Vatican and the Catholic Church have actually always known of this reality. Remember what I said earlier? How they've got all these depictions of Catholic paintings of these UFOs in the background? And sometimes you can actually see entities in them? Hmm. Well, Catholic religion is the largest pseudo-Christian pseudo cult on the planet. It is the biggest Christian so-called pseudo-Christian counterfeit on the planet. It has more power than probably any other church on the planet. And if you were Satan, which of all the religions that there are, I think that's the one you would really want to make sure you were most in control of. So it's no wonder they have all this, you know, research on this particular subject. As a researcher, he, he goes on to say, I have spoken to two people in years past that stated to me very seriously that they were both allowed to go through the Vatican libraries and records. That no outsider is usually allowed to visit. See, under the Vatican, there's this gigantic, I guess, library, for lack of better terms, that has just unbelievable types of dark research and historical documentation that nobody is allowed to see, typically. Okay? <clears throat> the Vatican Records contains the biggest UFO and metaphysical library in the entire world. Both of these people said this. The Vatican Records? The biggest UFO and metaphysical library? Metaphysical like a cult? Yeah, the Vatican. Why would you expect anything less? Of the numerous things historically, from very ancient to more modern day events, which have been suppressed from the masses. For example, when Mother Mary appeared at Fatima, to the three small children, evidence appears to suggest that some are part of the phenomenon that was seen and experienced that day up in the sky also involved very spiritually involved, human appearing, angelic extraterrestrials and their spaceships otherwise referred to as UFOs. In fact, for many years, the Vatican has sent their own investigators around the world to personally investigate these types of events. They've got whole departments within the Catholic Church to just specifically investigate these types of events. Now, all these apparitions of Mother Mary and Mother Medjugorje and all these devils that are manifesting to themselves at Fatima and Lourdes and all these other places... The ultimate message that they're sending is the exact message that we're getting from the UFOs. We must all unite, these types of things. It's never through the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus may be mentioned in the Mary things, but it's always like in some, if Mary's mentioned him, it's in some co-redemptrix position. You have to go through Mary to get to Jesus. Jesus was a good man, but ultimately we're going to find out that, you know, we've been deceived on a lot of different levels. And the aliens who are space brothers are going to ultimately help us with this to sort everything out. <clears throat> These investigators from the Vaticans have stored their findings in the Vatican libraries along with other things that they've discovered. Also, a couple of specific incidences occurred 
in which the Catholic Church have direct personal involvement relating to UFOs and extraterrestrial contact. I myself have investigated and am truly convinced they did in fact occur. And both of those individuals referred to earlier were also given confirmation of this when they explored the Vatican Library. I've heard of this of more than just two people that have been permitted to go into this library. One of these events... Now, I should have said this earlier on, but the Bible says in Proverbs 18.13 that he that judgeth the matter... Before he heareth it, it is a folly and a shame unto him. So this is why I said, you really want to listen to some of my other teachings prior to this one, probably, if you've never heard any of this. This isn't a good first-time teaching for me, if, if you're trying to listen to this for the first time. Because this is going to totally overwhelm you. But, he that judgeth the matter, before he heareth it, it is a folly and a shame. But unfortunately, to fully hear this matter, you have to have the right foundation. And I kind of laid that in previous teachings that I mentioned. Now, one of these events that we're talking about with the Vatican, uh, that they've researched, occurred on February 20, 20th and 21st in 1954. Now, we're going to talk more about this later, in depth. And that's part of the reason I did this whole teaching, is leading up to this point. This event is historically documented, and I'm going to give you the, the website link. It's www.exopolitics.org, and it's study number 8. Thoroughly documented. 40 references. And I'm going to read that paper at the end. This historical bent event, which was covered up for national security reasons, was that President Eisenhower, this was in 1954, and members of his staff, along with members of a delegation of community leaders representing religious spiritual, economic, and newspaper cross-segments of society actually met with extraterrestrials, termed as extraterrestrials, at Edwards Air Force Base, previously known as Muroc Field. Even though this event was covered up, and the official explanation of President Eisenhower's sudden absence for that time period was an emergency visit to the dentist because he had a broken tooth cap. This is fact. I mean, this is documented fact. The facts are verified from more than one source. And I mean they are really verified from more than one source. We're going to look at all the other sources that they're verified of. Now again, he that judgeth the matter before he heareth it, it is a folly and a shame. So if you're already dismissing this and I don't want to hear it, okay, whatever. If you can't accept this, you're going to have a really hard time what's coming in the future. Because this pales in comparison to the deception that's coming. Those who are actually there at this event at Edwards Air Force Base, and others who knew some of those who were there have, have been cross-confirming this for years. This author feels that this did take place. Now, ask yourself the question. If it says in the Bible, in Matthew 24, 37, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be the days of coming Son of Man, and we look back at Noah, if we were allowed to take a news reporter back to Genesis 6, what would be the greatest story of the day? Okay, this is like pre-flood. Noah's working on the ark. Okay, he's getting out ready. And let's just, okay, we've, we've filmed Noah making the ark. Now let's go out into the city and let's see what's happening. What's the greatest news story of the day? I think we would have to say that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair. They took them wives that they chose. The progeny of this particular union were the giants, the men of old, the men of renown. And they were defiling humanity to the point where God had to send a flood and take out every single thing that had breath in their nostrils. Man, Nephilim, woman, beast, child. Why? Because the seed had been so corrupted, God had no choice. Just like when he told the Israelites when they went into the promised land and they saw these giants in the promised land, you know, we're grasshoppers in their sight, remember that? And there was all these particular races that they fought with that were giants. And I've documented that in the, the teaching I did on the Nephilim. Well, the reason that they said, okay, go slay every man, woman, beast, was the same reason that everything had to be destroyed in Noah's day. Man, woman, beast, child. Because the seed had been so corrupted and so cursed that everything had to be destroyed. You had to start over. Because once the seed is corrupted, you cannot redeem it. You can't redeem it. 
Jesus Christ did not come back to redeem Nephilim. Hybrid offspring of fallen angels. He didn't come back to redeem them. His blood paid the sin debt for humanity and all mankind. Not for no fallen angel and his kid. Well, that's not fair. God's ways are not our ways. His ways are higher than ours. That was never God's intention to have fallen angels procreating with women. That's not God's fault. So don't blame Him for that. Blame Satan and the devils and these types of things. So, this would have been the greatest news story of Genesis 6. Okay, If you were a news reporter allowed to go back and bring back a story back to modern day. Don't you think that would have been the greatest news story? I mean, it would have been Noah building the ark. No, it would have been how society had been so corrupted. Do you think, where it talks about the, you know, these fallen angels, do you think the fallen angels might have, do you think the giants and the fallen angels might have intimidated mankind? Who do you think was ruling the roost at that point? Who do you think was in control of whatever government existed in Genesis 6? Do you think it was man telling the fallen angels what to do? Well, Mr. Fallen Angel, who's greater in power than, than I, I mean, they weren't, these weren't, uh, I, I guess you can't call them Christians back then, but they weren't like Noah. No. So, knowing that the governmental institutions of Noah's day I mean, come on, let's just do the math here. They were integrally related with the, um, with the people of Noah's day, and were, were actively trying to corrupt the seed line. Knowing that we, that's a foregone conclusion that that was happening, why would it be any wonder that these supposed alien entities who comes as, as, as wolves in sheep's clothing and come to our government and say, hey, listen, we want to have this meeting with you, why would that be of any surprise to us? I guess I said all that to say that. Oh, wow, they had a meeting. No, 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 I can't, I, can't, I can't grasp that. This treaty that was signed at this meeting was called the Grenada Treaty. And again, we're going to talk about that further, a little bit later. But why would this be of any surprise or amazement? The person who represented the religious portion of Earth society at this meeting was a well-known cardinal. Oh, good, the Catholic Church. Imagine that. And I quote from this research, I mean, why not the Catholic Church? Of all religions, that would be the one that would be most in tune. I mean, hey, he'd probably studied the Vatican Research Library. He probably went in there with probably the best perspective of all people at this meeting. Well-known Cardinal, and I quote from the research paper, Cardinal James Francis McIntyre was the bishop and head of the Catholic Church of Los Angeles at the time from 1948 to 1970. And this is the one, that, one of the people that went in there with President Eisenhower. For it was theorized that he would have been an important gauge for the possible reaction from the religious leaders generally. And in particular from the most influential and powerful religions. Religious leaders generally. Uh, religious institutions on the planet. The Roman Catholic Church, of course. In particular, Cardinal McIntyre would have been a good choice as a representative for the Vatican since he was appointed the first Cardinal of the Western United States by Pope Pius XII in 1952. The second incident involved a visit to the Vatican of an individual who I believe, both through my own research as well as having been given strong confirmation in communication from my own contacts, that this was a very authentic fellow contactee who had many contacts, just as I have. In other words, their, their contacts are when they're getting abducted and they're making this contact between these very same types of benevolent and spiritually evolved human-appearing extraterrestrials, referred to as space brothers, were also the same type of extraterrestrials who landed at Edwards Air Force Base when they met with President Eisenhower. The individual known as George Adamski actually met with Pope John Paul the 23rd at the Vatican on May 31st, 1963. 
a few days before the Pope's death, and actually gave the Pope a sealed, quote, sealed package given to him from his space contacts to be given to the Pope. Now, if you were one of these devils that's posing as these aliens, what religious system are you going to try to key on the most? I would imagine it would be the Catholic devil religion. Two books which describe this document that we're talking about here, of this very historical event, are, the first book is, quote, George Adamski, The Untold Story, by Lou Zinzag. What a name, Zinzag. And, uh, Lou Zinzag and Timothy Good, and the other is UFO, George Adamski, Their Man on Earth. In the first book, there is an actual photograph of the specific medallion which was given to Adamski by Pope John Paul XXIII. This medallion, by the way, is a very special medallion and very rare, and has only been given to a very few people throughout the years by the Catholic Church. It is known as the Ecumenical Council Medallion. Now, I've been trying to earn this medallion for a long time. I don't know why. They just won't give it to me. I'm really kind of mad. I'm a little miffed. I'm a little miffed that they have not given me this medallion. Because I feel like I'm, I'm doing my part. I mean, I'm exposing them. I'm, I'm calling it you know, calling them the devils that they are, you'd think they'd be a little more appreciative of my efforts. Sorry, I lost control there. Anyway, um, so, Zinzag, the author, also happened to be the niece of the famous Swiss psychiatrist Carl Jung, who helped sponsor Adamski for well over ten years. There was in Rome with another witness as they watched him go through a special entrance into the side of the Vatican. Now you know you've, you've, you've attained whatever you're trying to attain when you go through the special entrance on the side of the Vatican. And you know you're really important. Doug, you, you went in there a couple times, haven't you? The side entrance? Yeah. yeah. There's a little turnstile there and they give you a ticket. Did you get a medallion? Oh, good. Oh. Uh. He got in a medallion, I didn't. Anyway, sorry. Um, so they watched him go through this special entrance on the side of the Vatican into the private audience with the Pope. I wonder if he let him kiss his ring. That little ring thing. And then he watched him return back outside after his meeting with the Pope. In the final analysis, now this is this New Age writing. It is my opinion, as stated, based both on my own research as well as my own personal experiences, that one of the reasons that the Vatican's chief astronomer is coming out now openly to make this statement, and the fact that the governments of the planet, as even mentioned on Fox and CNN News, have recently been releasing vast amounts of formerly classified documents about UFOs and the extraterrestrial contacts. They had that thing not too long ago where there, there was that mile-wide UFO that was spotted over Texas, and there was like F-16s chasing the thing. And hundreds of people saw it in Texas. Now, I'm not making this stuff up. We already talked about the, 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 all these mass amount of sightings that are going on in England. And a lot of this is leaking into the news. There was another one I saw the other night. There was more UFOs over Phoenix. Pretty heavy-duty stuff. These, this, these, these documents, these class, formerly classified documents about UFOs and extra, extraterrestrial contacts, they, they are all believing now that this planet will soon be experiencing much more open UFO sightings and what some might have been traditionally have termed divine intervention of these very spiritually advanced beings. See, they're greater than we are. See, that's the thing they've got to convince us of. Is they're greater than we are. No, they're not. They're debauched devils from the pit of hell. And if you see one of these things, rebuke it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you see one of these crafts, point to it, preferably with a King James Bible in your hand, and rebuke it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, don't think I'm dogmatic or anything. I'm sorry. But that's what we need to do. These things are demonic. But they, they term themselves as very spiritually advanced beings who are members of the Intergalactic Confederation or Universal Federation. In both my physical experiences abroad, what I refer to as the Merkabia Lightships, the communication shared with me in person by these space brothers of the Ashtar Command and also many other times 
They have stated very strongly that they must intervene soon. Now this is a new age you're talking who's had multiple contacts, who has a website that's reaching hundreds of thousands of people, I believe, every day. Okay, this guy that's writing this, I think his name is Patrick Bellringer. I know it's a weird name, but anyway. They always have weird names, don't they? I don't know. I need to get a weird name like that. Mine's too plain. You know, mine really is. Scott Johnson's just not there. I'm not, I'm not with it. I'm so not with it. And I admit it. I admit my shortcomings. So, anyway, I'm, I'm going to, I don't know, Swami something. I want to be a Swami. I, I got to have the Swami thing in the title. So, anyway, um, they're saying these contact when he's getting when he's when he's getting these messages, these benevolent Elohim space brothers are telling him that they must intervene soon because our free will is getting out of control, and that can end up destroying the Earth if if they don't openly step in. <laughs> it's coming, I'm telling you. In fact, just as I was being guided to share this posting with others on the internet, I felt that the, that familiar vibrational signal, which alerted me to one of the main beings who has been communicating through me most of my present earth life. His name is Lord Ashtar. Oh, you mean one of the ascended masters that I talked about in one of the last teachings? Yeah, it's the same guy. Lord Ashtar indicated that he was going to send a transmission channeling through me to share with everyone else in regard to these latest developments with the Vatican. See, the Ascended Masters, these Ascended Master guys, um, they want to expound upon what the Vatican's already admitted to. They're very interested in this. Of course they are. Now, I'm going to read this channeling now that this guy did. This is directly from the devil. So you want to see a memo, here's a memo from the devil. Yes, Doug, we're all going to go into lotus positions now and contemplate the universe. Or our navel, one of, one of the two, I figure. You know, just to really get set the, set the tone. We're going to burn some black candles too, sorry. Just kidding, teasing. Um, so here it is, Lord Ashtar's channeling transmission through Michael Elegion. Evidently, that's the guy that wrote this, Michael Elegion. Yeah, I'm sorry, that's who was writing it. Okay. Greetings in the light of the radiant one God. Huh, isn't that weird? You would think that they'd be saying gods and all this stuff. No, no. He's saying the radiant light of the one God. This is Lord Ashtar of the Ashtar Command. The Intergalactic Confederation, Universal Federation. Sounds like Star Trek. Yeah, but it sounds real impressive, doesn't it? Oh yeah, we have Galactic Federation of Spaceships. Things of this nature. I want to comment upon... What this channel and many others have recently heard regarding the official public statement by the Vatican astronomer about a belief in our existence. And we from other worlds, and this is not in conflict to one's beliefs or your relationship with our divine creator and this, and our divine creator and he's the creator of all universes. This devil Ashtar guy goes on to say, quote, this, is the, this is only one of the more recent and important steps, this Vatican disclosure, that some of the officials of the government in those positions of power in the earth realize must be done. See, this is a conditioning process. They're moving us along so that we can accept this. I mean, you got the X-Files, you got Hollywood, you got all the stuff going on in the media that's conditioning us to accept this. You got these UFO sightings getting so flagrant and so numerous, how are we going to continue to deny this anymore? And who's going to step up to the forefront and say what it is? Well, that's what we're reading right now. These are their spokespersons. It is true, we of the Federation have been attempting to influence those in positions of power on Earth for many years to allow the masses, all peoples of the Earth, to have access to us and the vast amount of help that we can offer you very quickly to solve the numerous challenges you have been facing. Now, there's the main carrot. It's always about the technology. When we entered into this 
this treaty that I had mentioned earlier, this Grenada Treaty, it was all about the technology. If you go to UFO conventions and you talk to people that are unsaved, that are, are into this stuff, what is, what is all this about for them? Do they want disclosure because they want everybody to think like they do? Maybe, but, part of, but the main reason, if you ask them, and they will admit to this, is they want the technology. They want the demonic technology because they think it's going to solve all our problems and maybe we can live forever. And maybe we won't have to answer to Holy God when we die either. That's what it's all about. Because they're saying that the God of the Bible is basically a lie. Well, that sounds good to them too. That means that, that there's no such concept as sin. Oh, imagine that. But they're saying, yes, once we, once we step on the scene, once, we, once official disclosure happens, we can help to offer you very quickly through our technology to solve the numerous challenges you've been facing. And I believe it's going to be both technologically, spiritually, politically, economically, all going to be one rolled up into one. And then he says, yes, in the decade of the 1950s, we of the Federation openly appeared over the Capitol building of the United States on two weekends. The dates were ni July 19th and, Ju and July 26th of 1952. Now, this was two years, roughly, before this treaty with the Eisenhower, this Grenada Treaty that we mentioned earlier. This was done in order to make it clear to the officials that we were of a benevolent presence. Now, I've, I've seen this in many places where this did happen. But it was suppressed in the news because the government doesn't want this getting out. Then it says, we have also attempted diplomatic relations with the officials on more than one occasion. See, they've tried to be diplomatic with us and sending down a Federation ship to land openly at Edwards Air Force Base on February 20th and 21st, 1954, was one of the more documented attempts. Now this is what the devil's saying he's done. It is also true, despite this attempt to officially establish diplomatic relations, we, of the Federation, were turned down. Because our representatives made it clear that we would not share our very advanced technologies with the Earth leaders, which could be used for a more advanced weapon system and would have been unfortunately used in such by those positions of power. We made it very clear that we were willing to share more advanced technologies with the leaders if they were willing to also share this information with all the peoples of the Earth rather than just the power elite having access to it. Oh, see, they really do love us. They're our good buddies. We need to have, like, stuffed animal aliens and maybe ascended masters and stuff and cuddle them up with them at night and stuff, like stuffed animals. Sorry. Um, but yeah, they, see, they, they, they've been behind the scenes in a benevolent way for millions of years, lovingly looking on to their little science project, we mere earthlings, giving us free will. I mean, hey, when we were two-celled amoebas, and when we came out of a rock, and became two-celled amoebas, and then grew legs, and became frogs, and then came on shore, and turned into lizards, and then turned into an ape, and a monkey, and then a human, they were lovingly watching that whole evolutionary process, ushering it along, you know, they've been more than patient with us. Sorry, but that's essentially what they're saying. So, we, then he goes on to say, this devil Ashtar, we also made it clear that as a gesture of peace, as a type of litmus test, the real intent of the technology that we would share, beyond any shadow of doubt, would be our very advanced technologies to be used only for peaceful and humanitarian purposes. Our representatives stated very clearly and precisely that we of the Federation demanded that nuclear weapons on Earth to be immediately made obsolete. Now this is confirming what all the accounts of this Grenada Treaty of 1954 they were saying. This is confirming of that. That they wanted to, they wanted to totally shut down anything of a nuclear origin. The, our, our good buddy space brothers. 
Also, and that the people of this planet must be made aware of this situation with no cover-ups or so-called conspiracies of silence. See, they're really... They really are good guys. I mean, they're, they're for our best interests, you know. This would prove the real intent and motives of those in positions of power. If they would only... If they only have positive or benevolent intent, they would not hesitate to allow the sharing for the mutual benefit of all the people on the planet, rather than those who have tended to abuse their power and positions upon this planet. In other words, it was our wicked government's fault because we wouldn't go along with the aliens. Now, I'm not saying our government's not wicked. Okay? But the aliens are putting it all back on humanity, and essentially, or the people in power. So this offers an open, mutual, intergalactic, cultural exchange. With these very important requirements, we're of course turned down. It was obvious that the humanitarian and the moral demands were not as important or the same priority as it was to keep their power and not to share this with everyone else upon the planet. So it's just the greedy old government people that were, were just, you know, they, they wouldn't want to play ball. We of the Federation had probably suspected the more official overtures of intergalactic diplomacy and peace would probably not turn out as we had hoped. But, we at least felt we had to officially go through the diplomatic formality. Oh, aren't they wonderful? Where do I sign up? Especially since our representatives also warned President Eisenhower and all those present with him of another group. I wish I had the organ in the background right now. You know, of the other group. A group we have considered as renegades... Those termed the Greys. Ah, the good cop, bad cop, alien scenario. Yes, now you've entered into good cop, bad cop, alien territory. You have the good aliens, the Palladians, the Nordics, the blonde-haired, blue-eyed, perfectly-looking ones. And then you have the bad ones, the malevolent little Greys. Those little mischievous imp-like creatures that go and abduct people and impregnate them in these types of things. They're bad. They're bad. Because the Greys are not willing to abide by the Federation policy. See, the, these guys are good guys. But see, the Greys don't want to play ball even with the other aliens. They want to do their own little thing. There's always evil. These Greys aren't willing to abide by Galactic Federation policies that strictly forbid activities of taking advantage of the vulnerabilities of those living on Earth. Oh, isn't that special? I sense a hallmark moment brewing. They plan to abduct many Earthians, Earth people, and just using them for genetic material without respecting the sovereignty and the cosmic civil rights. I feel my Kundalini being awakened, Doug. I don't know about you. <laughs> yes, millions of cosmic civil rights violations have occurred by these entities, abducting millions of human beings. Hey, that confirms what all the polls say, like the Roper poll that we talked about in previous teachings. At least 3% of the population has been abducted in America. Millions of peoples. But see, it's all those bad greys. So see, then they don't have to take any of the blame for what the Greys are doing off on their own renegade selves. These entities are on the back curve of evolution. Ah, that's the problem, Doug. They're just not quite highly evolved enough yet. See how good the devil is at what he does? Unbelievably adept. And they are a dying species, the Greys, who have refused our own offers to them in times past. These little stubborn devils? If they would agree to Federation policies, just as we demanded of the Earth human officials, or the Cabal, that is to live up to and to respect the sacred principles and laws of creation by not forcing themselves upon other species, and allowing us to share certain genetic knowledge with them. They could have gotten themselves off this back curve of evolution, and would have returned to a more progressively balanced evolution once again. 
This would do Darwin proud. Now we've got the aliens evolving too. We're all in a state of evolution. Well, isn't that... We're going to be as gods one day. We're going to evolve to godhood. That's what their ultimate carrot or prize they're offering. But see, these little greys, they're more backwoodsy greys. They're backwoods. No, they, they, they're not with it. Of course, just like the earth leaders, they were not willing to respect or uphold these requirements and chose to break federation rules of the non-interference which forbids these abductions that have occurred. Give me a break. Now, this is from Devil Ashtar. Okay? Not me talking. This is what he's saying. I'm just trying to give you the commentaries along the way. This so-called treaty, which the Earth officials made with these renegade aliens, and was made without the will of the people... I believe they're in reference to this Grenada Treaty. We have always considered it legal and immoral in the sense that, unlike other worlds, our planetary leaders are also members and or represent our higher councils and are, first of all, leaders because of their level of integrity and spiritual wisdom and their respecting of truth to the needs of the peoples. What drivel, what lies. Well, he's the father of lies. And these are his children, and of his works they will do. And then he says, they always touch with their people's concerns, and there are no cover-ups, or so-called hidden agendas. Everything is above board, period. What a lie from the pit of hell that is. All they do is lie. He goes on to say, but on this planet, as our feather fellow space brother of light, Commander Voltra, a cosmic psychotherapist. Oh, good. Does he have like a big couch on his alien ship that he does psychotherapy on? Who has been affectionately nicknamed the Dr. Phil of the intergalactic realms. <laughs> oh, now we're really getting to it. Dr. Phil of the intergalactic realms. That's, that's, that's good. That's rich. He has stated, this, this Commander Voltra, that other than the Greys and the negative reptilians, because they're bad too, who we are cleansing from the heavens, Earth, which have been the most dysfunctional planet in the entire universe. Oh, we're just the off-scouring. The scum of the entire universe. Why would they even bother with us? We're the most dysfunctional planet in the entire universe. They said it. Do you believe this? They're trying to make us feel so small and so insignificant. Not only to their massive power, but just to the, to the, to the degenerates that the human race is. Is, is how they're trying to make us feel. Many of you need what he terms cosmic psychotherapy. And Voltra is available 24-7. For those of you who want some compassionate counseling and emotional and psychological analysis on how to handle all your earthly codependencies... That seems so extremely prevalent upon Earth. Voltra is just one of literally millions of, of fellow cosmic psychotherapists on aboard our vast fleets and commands of the Federation which surround the planet in guardian action. Now, listen. These UFOs, I'm not making this stuff up. And they can't all be from the government. Okay? There's no way. There's too many of them. There's got to be some explanation here. And they're saying they're surrounding the planet and guarding the planet from ultimately these bad greys and some of the negative reptilians. It's good cop, bad cop. If I don't ever expose you to any of this, when this scenario most likely goes down, how are you going to have a, a clue about what's really going on? They were probably doing a very, very similar thing in Noah's day. It was just more out in the open. They were more in your face and overt with it. It's done more subtly now. Satan has refined his craft better. In, in today's day and age, it had to be done in a different way and a little more subtly. Oh, a lot more subtly. 
But it's going to come a time where it's not subtle anymore. <clears throat> and then he says, My friend and fellow ascended master of the spiritual hierarchy, now this is Ashtar's buddy, Saint Germain, appeared before the forefathers and gave the short inspiring speech about freedom and sovereignty. And he ended it with the admonition, so sign that document. And they did. The original organic U.S. Constitution, a truly divinely inspired document, documents the rule of law on earth, so too the intergalactic rule of law. They're taking credit for everything. They appeared to our forefathers. Good old Georgie. And, and there might have been. George, George Washington was a high-level Freemason. Oh, bless God, no he wasn't. I'll tell you what, I did a whole teaching on it. And I found out things about that afterward that even blow that away. And it was from his own writings. I'm going to probably redo that teaching one of these days. Because what I found out after I had already posted the teaching was doubly indicting. No, triply, I'd have to say. And it was his own writings Every one of our presidents that we can trace back all come from these similar bloodlines that relate into the Illuminati. Every one of them. They might not all be Freemasons technically on paper, but they're all from this bloodline. <coughs> That's a whole other teaching. But, so he goes on to say, We at Ashtar Command and the entire Federation have been instrumental in allowing a much more recent opportunity for all the people of Earth. Everyone's every soul's higher over soul self, whatever that means, to participate in a full planetary vote of allowing all the souls presently living all upon earth to participate this voting process for a new, more fair, and planetary treaty, a so-called one world government, allows the peoples of the planet to now have their official vote. Oh good, we're not going to have to worry about all this, the vote rigging and the die machines and Oh, man. Finally. Unlike the continuous manipulation of the votes that have occurred in the most recent elections of the U.S. and the other corrupt countries, that's true, I agree, we on these higher levels never manipulate any of these votes because the majority rules. See, they're the champions of the common man. They're the real champions of the common man. I know the politicians throw that term around, but no, no, the real champions are, are our buddies, the ascended masters. Now, I've done, again, if you want to know the teaching I did on Ascended Masters, I go through each one of these, one by one, the big guys. Okay? Laura Maitreya and the whole bunch. Saint Germain. Uh, just key and Ascended or Masters or whatever, you'll find it. In, on my homepage. <clears throat> Let's go further. Unlike the continuous... Oh, we already said that one. Even though there were few negative votes against this law against this new, more fair treaty, by those members of the cabal, meaning the people on earth, that don't want to play ball, the governmental leaders, and some more backward, laggard souls who had been stuck on the old wheel of karma. Doug, I think we're both stuck on the old wheel of karma. Is that like the wheel of fortune? It's like a game, we got a wheel of karma. We have a new game show. You know? You could come back as a dung beetle or whoever you want to. You know, the old wheel of karma. Anyway, what this channel refers to as the as to as the cosmic isolationists. Who by and large by and large most souls, when given the opportunity, voted unanimously to allow us see the devil has to have permission. The devil does have to have permission. I mean, he can't just come and demon possess you. you got to essentially either open a door or invite him in. And a lot of occultists are very aware of what I just said. When they do occultic things, they'll actually invite or beg these demons to come in and possess them, to give them a new talent, ability, or whatever, or more power. But there's always a huge price to pay. But see, most people voted unanimously that were, that were privy to this information. To allow this federation to openly and divinely intervene here on earth very shortly. So see, they've already taken the vote. It's just a matter of when it's going to happen. As soon as our divine creator gives us the imminent green light and official cosmic go-ahead. Oh, good. 
It's a coming. Guaranteed. It's coming. And as this channel also has been getting ready, this channel, this channeler, as we have guided him and prepared him to do so, it is very short, shortly publishing an insightful book that helps to powerfully prepare all of humanity in more detail to what just exactly we will be doing when what some have turned, termed the first contact finally does occur. He said all that to say that. This is preparation for humanity to accept what's coming. I was also honored to have channeled through a fellow volunteer soul in earth embodiment. Oh, good. Channeling is something that is absolutely forbidden in the Bible. The penalty for witchcraft in the Bible was death, I believe, by stoning. <clears throat> but it's okay now. I mean, we can just, you know, obviously the Bible's passe. <clears throat> according to them. <clears throat> but they're going to come out with this... this uh, book to prepare all humanity for what's coming, for when first contact does occur. See, that's what I'm doing, except I'm doing it from the opposite side. I'm trying to prepare you for when this stuff starts to go down, and I'm doing it on every front I can do it on. I've done whole teachings on avian flu, the pandemics, biological warfare, World War III, the, the alien scenario, the ascended master scenario. I'm not just concentrating on one thing. The deception is going to be legion, and it's going to be coming at us from many different angles. And it may be one deception after another. It may be kind of all at the same time. It's hard to say. I don't know. But I want you to be prepared for anything that the devil can throw your way. <clears throat> so that's what we're doing to try to prepare you. Then he says, I was honored to have channeled through a fellow volunteer soul in earth embodiment, the great sister and dedicated soul of light, Lady Tuella. While she was still alive here on earth. Lady Tuella has been back here amongst us. Since she returned to the higher realms at the end of her earth mission. Yeah, her end of her earth mission. So she just kind of ascended. Just like they say Jesus did when he ended his ministry here on earth. He ascended. He became an ascended master. You know. That's what they say. Then he says, I wish to state for the record... As I and others of the Federation channeled through her, and I was documented in her book, Project World Evacuation by Ashtar Command. Project World Evacuation? Oh yeah, she wrote a book. That was the title. That information is still basically just as accurate now as it was back in 1982, when it was first published by Tuella through the Guardian Action publications. Even though over two and a half decades of 3D earth time, have come to and gone, and even though we have changed our plans of the exact time factor of when just exactly we would ultimately make our move, disclosure, I still refer to the first contact scenario as a secret wave of evacuation, because it is secret only in the sense of not openly and officially announcing a specific and exact date and time of our mass appearance over this planet. The reason they can't do that is because God is in control, and He is the one that is permitting the strong delusion, and He is the one that calls the shots, and they don't even know when He's exactly going to permit it, so they can't post a time and a day. You know how many times Laura Maitreya said, oh, I'm going to appear, whatever, I'm going to make, it's going to be, and it always came, it, it never came to pass. So they finally just kind of shut up. And they don't say anything. Because they don't want to wind up with egg on their face. Or cosmic egg on their face. Sorry. Little term I just invented there. Anyway, um, secret wave of evacuation. This first series of more open and mass appearances and landings does include worldwide evacuations. These evacuations are not, at this stage, really so much emergency scenarios as they are more cosmic R&R. &R. Rest and relaxation. <laughs> Doug's eating this up. Anyway. Vacations. These vacations... No, this is when these people get... Taken off the earth. They just kind of disappear. Wow, that sounds like the rapture scenario. Oh, no, no, no. It's only going to be 
these certain people, this cosmic R&R vacations for a period of approximately two to three weeks of Earth time. For the returning volunteers in Earth embodiment and later waves of evacuation for anyone else whose physical bodies are high enough in vibrations to handle the higher energies aboard our Merkabia light ships. Now, I heard they've come out with a new model. They've come out with a Merkabia 2 light ship. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So, unless you're highly enough evolved, you're not going to get to participate in the cosmic R&R. These worldwide evac evacuations. And as it does occur, then all on Earth will know that the intergalactic cultural exchange has finally been allowed. Oh, wow. I wonder if Hollywood's done anything to prepare us for this. Like all these abduction things. And there's this show called Taken, which had Dakota Fanning in it. Who's one of like, you know, the biggest child actor, actress. And she was taken. And these people get taken. And sometimes they get taken for long, long periods of time. Years. And they come back and guess what? They're changed. They're not quite the same as they were before. In fact, there's a whole series on this. It's called the 4400. You ever heard of that? 4400. It's a mini-series. You know what it's about? 4400 people that have been abducted by aliens that all of a sudden, one day, there's this comet heading toward the Earth. And we're tracking it from space, and the whole world knows about it. And all of a sudden, the comet comes, and we're firing nuclear warheads at this thing, and they're hitting, and nothing's happening. And this thing's changing directions. And they're thinking, how could a comet change directions? And then all of a sudden, it shows up over this lake in Oregon. And it's this big ball of light over this lake. And all these reporters are out there taking pictures. And all of a sudden, it comes down, and like it implodes. And then when the dust clears, the smoke clears, literally, on the beachhead, there's 4,400 people. And some of them are dressed up in clothes like from the 1940s and 50s and 60s. And they're all like dazed, walk around, where am I? Guess what? These are people that have been abducted years ago. And now all of a sudden the aliens benevolently return them to us. Is this part of this cultural, intergalactic cultural exchange they're in reference to? And these people come back and they have these special abilities that they're not aware of at the beginning. Some of them have these psychic abilities. Some of them have abilities to basically suck the life out of you. Some of them have abilities um, where they can know the future. <clears throat> Everybody that comes back in the 4400 are here to supposedly help save Mother Gaia from a certain destruction. And the aliens benevolently intervened on, on our behalf and did this for us. So now we get into the realm of the indigo and the star children, which I've done a whole teaching on as well. That plays into the end time scenario. See, it's not just one thing. We're just talking about one thing today, but I think this is going to be the most heavy duty of all things. I mean, you can talk about World War III and avion flu and all that all you want, but this is a whole other level, I think you would agree, what we're talking about today. So, could you imagine... If all of a sudden they had a worldwide evacuations, now they're saying this is going to happen, and the New Age literature, I've been heard, hearing this is going to happen for a long time, where all of a sudden these people that are of a higher consciousness, these ones that have appeared to be these UFO or New Age freaks, are going to just disappear for two to three weeks. Huh. And they're going to come back and they're going to be revamped. Demon possessed to the toenails, with special abilities. And what are they going to act as? Liaisons between these intergalactic space ascended master guys they're going to be like liaisons they're going to be able to bridge the gap between mere humanity and the space brethren and that's why this is being done because let's face it if you're sitting down next to somebody that looks and acts just like a human and you knew that person before you're going to be more open to what they're telling you rather than if some um, uh, gray alien sits down next to you and wants to have a cup of coffee you know, you're not going to be as receptive. So that's why. The devil's good at what he does. And then it, he goes on to say, We are looking forward to this upcoming intergalactic fellowship. Oh, I bet you they are. And as so many fellow channels and contactees, channelers, have known for many years that once this first contact does occur, we at the Federation, and those of you in Earth Embodiment, who are members of our extended cosmic families, doesn't that sound nice and cozy, we will have such a wonderful cosmic family reunion. 
How is that family photo going to look? You got Uncle Gray Alien and, and Brother Whatever. That, that's going to be one weird looking family reunion picture. Let me tell you that right now. Sorry. Anyway, yes, great parties and celebrations that we have been looking forward to. Oh boy, I mean, where do I sign up? So get your lives in order. Anything that needs to be resolved and taken care of, and anything of a karmic nature that needs to be released. And, it, and if you need help, call upon us. And also invoke the cosmic law of grace to help resolve any and all conditions on earth which would have blocked this wondrous and awesome reuniting of earth and all the world of the federation, intergalactic confederation throughout the universe. Now understand that the thing that Aleister Crowley started back in the 20's or whenever he did the Alam Troth working and then what Parsons did with um, L. Ron Hubbard in the Babylonian working what were they trying to do? Open gateways and doorways into our realm of existence to let the devils and demons in. They're telling you to do the same thing here now. Just let us in. Contact us. Invoke us. So we can come in and demon possess you and help you. And we'll make you feel all warm and fuzzy. We'll give you the, we'll give you the kundalini experience. You'll get all tingly all over. You'll have miracles. You might even get healed. It's going to be all good. I mean, you can either go to us or go to Todd Bentley. It doesn't matter which one. You're going to get the same effect, ultimately. Okay, blessing. And then he says, blessings to all. Keep your eyes on the skies. Yeah. It's like, you know, alien, alien disc jockey. Keep your eyes on the skies. As we prepare for this most momentous of all occasions, Adonai Vasu Barogius. Now that's a name. Okay, that was the first article regarding that. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and stop here and we'll go further. And we'll be back shortly. <laughs>